Jesus is Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for this worship experience. Now speak to our hearts. Convict, convince, if need be convert. Comfort and strengthen us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. Church, say amen. amen. Church, say amen again. Bless the Lord. Thank the Lord for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. So glad to see Dr. Bettner, who has had another birthday. Praise the Lord. So glad to see Chris Bennett. Praise God. Love you. And all of you, truly, God is an awesome God. Whenever you hear the word of God, three questions you ought to ask. Lord, what are you saying to me about you? And then Lord, what are you saying to me about me? And then Lord, what do you want me to do? Three fundamental questions to help us grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We're in Philippians chapter 1, verse 30. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 30. And oftentimes I tell you that one of my exegetical ways of going into the word is to first to observation let me keep looking at this text over and over and observe what's going on in it. And then after observation comes interpretation, or I'm sorry, in investigation, interrogation. Let me tear the text apart and then interpret it properly and then apply it. Amen. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 30, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me is my text. I'm dealing with a commonality of conflict. A commonality of conflict. Conflict is an internal interference which tends to interrupt our person and bring me to some insight of the infighting going on in my own heart and mind. Your conflict is not what's wrong with somebody else. Your conflict is what's going on inside of you. And it's in this conflict that there are some psychological disruptions to our peace, divisions with other people, 
and disorder in our purposes. The one constant that we can walk away with this morning is that everyone has conflict in their lives. Everyone has a level of conflict in their lives. The Bible attests to the fact that there's a commonality of temptations. There has no temptation taking you that it's not common to all men. And, and believe it or not, your temptations and my temptations are identical to what Jesus went through. They, they just come out differently. Satan waited in Matthew 4 to Jesus was hungry 40 days and 40 nights. And then Satan approached him and said, why don't you turn this, these stones into bread? In other words, what Satan was tempting Jesus to do was to act independently of the Father. You're hungry, so why don't you make something happen? And what we do when we get hungry, instead of waiting on God, we try to make something happen. He wanted Jesus to act independently of God, and when Jesus said, no, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, Satan then took him up to a high temple and said, jump. Psalm 90, 91, the scriptures say that he will give charge to the angels concerning you. If you jump, the angels will catch you. Jesus knew he misquoted the scripture and said, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then Satan did the ultimate. He took Jesus up. I find this fascinating. He took Jesus up and showed him a video of all the kingdoms of the world and the glory and said, if you just fall down and worship me, I'll give them all to you. And Jesus said, be gone, Satan. I'm your God. The fact of the matter is, is that we have a commonality of temptations, we have a commonality of turmoil, and we have a commonality of threats in and to our lives. We, we have established thus far that, amen, the renewed mind, and our theme this year, 2018, is reconnection. Reconnection back to Christ, reconnection to his will, reconnection to his word, reconnection to his wisdom, reconnection to his way, reconnection to his worship. We, we, we had established that the renewed mind, amen, reverses our ruin because God severs and cuts away our emotions from this old nature. Now, if you weren't here last week, what we, what we said was, uh, out of Hebrews 4, 11 and 12, for the word of God is quick, it's living, it's not a dead word, it's living, it must accomplish what it sets out to do. Whatever God wants the word to do, it's going to do. It cannot come back void, it cannot come back empty. Are y'all getting me? Now, now let me enlighten my Bible students or something. The written word cannot come back empty. 
But the living word cannot come back empty. So when Jesus left heaven, he had to bring, he had to bring a host with him. He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. He freed up those that were, amen, bound. Fact of the matter is, is that when we look at this scripture, the word of God is living, it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, not the long sword, but the short sword, like a butcher flaying meat. He's taking the fat off the meat. God, through the word, as you sit under the word of God, as you are taught systematic theology, God is, is flaying, amen, your emotions from your own nature. Yeah. <sighs> Well, what, what, what is in your, uh, in your, in, in your uh, amen, the fact that God is taking my emotions, my intellect, how I reason, and my will, and he's cutting it away from this old nature, rendering me free from the dominance of sin. Y'all ain't getting this, man. See, there was a time I, I was like the four tops. I can't help myself. Can I get a witness? Sin felt good. Uh, can I get a witness? I was a sinner, so it was natural for me to sin. Can I get a witness? I don't know why you keep looking at TV, looking at the news and getting upset with folk. Uh, sin has got one nature. That's what they're supposed to do, sin. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so when God start cutting away my emotions and my intellect and my will from this old nature, sin no longer had dominance over me. I could say no, I could say yes. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Romans chapter 6, you need to read it. Fact of the matter is, is that God neutralized my impulses and caused me to repent and caused me to cooperate with the principles and word of God. A renewed mind gives us a new wisdom, a new will, a new sense of worth, a new worship experience. Amen. I used to come to church. I was made to go to church. So uh, when we went to church, everybody kept looking at the clock. Like some of y'all look at. We don't look at the clock when we're on them phones. We don't look at the clock when we're shopping. But we come to church, we're looking at the clock. I don't look at the clock for the same reasons now. I look at the clock to get out. I don't look at the clock for how long I've been here. Do I have a witness? Because I got a different worship. I'm here because I want to be here. I'm not here to be seen. I'm here to lift up the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of Christ. I'm here because the Lord said, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. The Lord wants us in worship. It's God's will on Sunday morning to be in worship. Not to be at the bedside Baptist church, but to be in worship. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When you enter my courts, enter with praise and thanksgiving for the Lord. And you should not come to church late. Come on, come on. You don't go to work late. Yeah. Or maybe you do. Come on, come on. Right. 
You know what time the, wor the, the worship uh, begins? You ain't gonna be late for the rapture. Maybe that's why he's snatching us. <laughs> you ought to be in your tents. Ready. Lord have mercy. Uh, to praise his holy and everlasting name. Can I get a witness? Paul, Paul, Paul deals with this word conflict where we get the word agon, agonize, or agonio, which means to fight. It is a fight. It is a conflict. It's the same definition as we get with the word race. The word race means agon. We are running an agonizing race. Can I get a witness? Therefore, you got to lay aside encumbrances, anything that would hinder you from running. Can I get a witness? And you got to lay aside the sin article in the Greek, the. There's only one sin that can keep you messed up in this race, and that's doubt. Amen. You got to lay aside your doubt and run this agony with perseverance is the word patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith, who for the joy, Lord have mercy, amen. He ran at first. Can I get a witness? And, 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 so, and so this fight that we're in, it's a fight, it's a fight, it's a conflict in my soul, it's a fight. And, and Philippians is the manual for the mind. It's all about the mind. And, and here, in this context, God gives us a medicine to soothe the pains of our mind. Next time you're struggling in your mind, go to Philippians and stay there. It's there to, to soothe. It's a sedative for the mind. And the reason we all over the place because he expresses in the first chapter the single mind. When we live with a single mindset, stuff don't bother us. For me to live is Christ. To die is even better, it's gain. If my only purpose to live is Christ, you can't bother me with anything else. Are y'all getting this? So Paul gives us this commonality of conflict. And all of us are going through, you know, pretty much the same thing. Now, um, uh, my, my youngest daughter is 3,000 3, miles away. She's in California. And uh, her and I talked yesterday, and she said, Dad, my job is having a party, and I'm going to the party. I said, be careful, dad. And late last night, I started texting her. I said, all right. I said, number one, don't let anybody in all your business. Number two, don't drink and drive. And if you have anything to drink, whether it's juice or whatever, cover the glass. Are y'all with me? Number three, I had all these instructions in this long text. And I said, I know she's going to be ticked off because she's 23 years old. So I got up this morning, looked at my test. She said, thank you, Daddy. Love you. 
But, but look, look, but wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm only doing what parents do. And you don't know what parenting is till you start parenting. Can I get a witness? That, 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 come on now, you, you know. How, how many nights was your mother and father up while you was out in the street blown out of your mind? Leave that one alone. And what they start doing, they start praying. Then they pray. Lord, they ain't got no sense, but bring them home. Can I get a witness? Lord, they crazy as a bed bug, but watch over them. Do I have a witness? The fact, fact, fact of the matter is, is that, praise the name of Jesus, that God wants us to know that there is a commonality of conflict in all of our lives in every facet of our lives. So the first thing that Paul deals with is we see the same conflict of subjection to God's leading. Now, when you understand the word same in the Greek is autos, and when same is preceded by an article, the specificity, and followed by a noun, Paul is saying, I'm talking about the exact same thing. Not same neighborhood, same thing. Well, Paul, what, what same thing are you talking about? And, and the context is the Lord's leading. Every time God wants to lead us, we get in conflict. And the reason we get in conflict is because God's ways are not our ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Do I have a witness? Mm. And, and so the way we look at things is different than how God sees them. Do I have a witness? I'm going somewhere with this. And so what God does through the Apostle Paul is he talks about this work subsequent to salvation, their salvation, initial faith, sanctification, increasing faith, service, glorification, intimate faith. And what he's doing here in chapter 1 is that Paul says, you guys in Philippi know and you have seen and you have experienced the same conflict. Now, now, the historicity of this is mind-boggling because um, they had a meeting in Acts chapter 15 where all the apostles had to come to and pastors and leaders over uh, circumcision. And then when you get to chapter 15, the latter parts of chapter 15, there were missionary teams going out on a second missionary journey. There was Paul and Barnabas, son of consolation. Nobody wanted to touch Paul but Barnabas. And it was there that he and Barnabas had this blowout argument and they never came back together again. That God is not bound because you and I differ, amen, to defeat his purposes. I'll come back to that sometime. That's deep. God lets us act like fools and God's still going to accomplish his purposes. The fact of the matter is, John Mark was a young man who was not committed. 
And we can understand Paul. Paul said, I don't want him with me. He already ran out once. He's not running out again. I, the work of God is too valuable for John Mark. And then Barnabas comes along and says, the word of God, the work of God is for John Mark. They had a difference of opinion, so Paul and Barnabas, amen, had a heated argument, and Paul took Silas, Savanus, and Barnabas took young Mark, John Mark. Later on, John Mark and Paul made up on Paul's deathbed, and Paul said, you're valuable now for the ministry. Let me, let me, let me stop Paul's apart. I'm like, Paul, I don't want to fool with trifling people. If you ain't ready for ministry, don't get around me. I don't, I, I, I don't want you. Amen. I'm not going to sit there and hug you and kiss you. Forget that. Catch you later. Catch you in heaven. I got work to do. So whatever side you take, it's all right. And Paul went on with uh, 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 Silas. Timothy met him. And then when you look at the tense of, amen, the first, second, third person in Acts 16, because Luke wrote the book of Acts, up to chapter 16, all you see is they. It's Luke writing. When you get to chapter 16, he says we, because now Luke joined the contingency. Y'all ain't getting this. This is Bible college stuff. You ain't getting that. And, and child of God, as Paul, and Silas and Timothy with Luke ready to join them as they come as they're going into Europe I mean as they're going into Asia Minor the spirit forbade them no I don't want you going in there I want you going towards Europe now contextually in the 18th chapter of Acts God's going to let them go to Asia Minor. What's in Asia Minor? Glad you asked. Ephesus, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. Those cities, God said, you reach later, not now. I need you to go this way. When the Spirit forbade Paul, Paul was angry, Paul was problematic, Paul probably was pouting. What in the heck is going on? We've had great success on these missionary journeys. But God stopped them. And God will stop you and me. Do I have a witness? Uh, let, me, let me throw this out. Uh, it's in that chapter that Paul, who was puzzled and prohibited and problematic, when God told him to go to Troas and Bithynia and Macedonia, that Paul learned the lesson. First of all, God's ways are not your ways. Stop thinking that you think like God. No, you don't. You don't think like God. The fact of the matter is, is that there are too many people now using the ministry to get a job. You got more resumes to churches than the electric company got bills. This is not a job. 
This is a calling. And you better go where God is calling you to go. It's hard enough when he's calling you. Are are y'all getting this? I didn't. We ought to seek God's face but not search for his will. His will is going to find you. Y'all ain't getting this one either. I didn't look for St. Matthews. St. Matthews found me. I was looking for, I was at another church preaching. They, they said, well, we, we, we appreciate that. And little did I know there was somebody from St. Matthews there when I was preaching. So St. Matthews called me up. I used to play baseball down here years ago in the 60s, 70s, years ago. It was farmland down here. I didn't find St. Matthews. St. Matthews found me. I didn't search for St. Matthews. St. Matthews searched for me. Are y'all getting this picture? When we were building, listen to this. The building across the street had a crack in it. The balcony was shaking when they started shouting. How many of y'all remember that? Cement was falling off the walls. Oh, y'all remember? 50 was joining on Sunday. It, it, was, it, was, it was something to see. I was teaching Bible study on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and twice on Sunday. Different books. L- listen, I knew if I was faithful to God, God would be faithful to the Word. Are, y- are y'all getting it? Plus working 40 hours a week in the government. Come, come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Fact of the matter is, I want you to hear this. When we had a big building meeting, They came to me and said, Pastor, concerning, we got 16 acres of land, concerning the sanctuary, how big would you like to see it be? I said, well, uh, maybe see 10,000, 5,000. I said, okay. All right, Pastor, we'll go back. We'll we'll be back. Well, come to find out. (laughs) The rule of thumb was, I think it was 2.5 million. You had to have a fourth of that in the bank in order to move ahead with the loan. Are y'all getting this? So they came to me and said, Pastor, we don't have enough money to build a sanctuary for $10,000, $5,000. What do you want us to do? I said, build it according to what we got in the bank. And we got a sanctuary 2014 down, two up. I mean, 1400 down, yeah, 2000 up. So um, I'm sitting there saying to myself, this is not, this is not hard. The will of God is what we got in the bank. The will of God ain't some imaginary thing that the pastor's coming up with. When the Lord laid on my heart 10,000. No, the Lord laid on the bank that we build for 2,000. That's what the Lord laid in. Uh, are y'all getting this? I'm pragmatic. If the Lord wanted a bigger sanctuary, he'd put more money in the account. Do I have a witness? That's the way I see the will of God. Whatever God wants, it ought to fit. And if it doesn't fit, it's not his will. Oh, it's getting tied up in here. One of our sons, won't mention his name, one of our sons was, was, was vying for a church in North Jersey. He's from New York. And, and, they, and they interviewed him, and he's brilliant. They said, no, you don't qualify for this because we got a CDC, you got a 
we got business involved, you don't have a business degree, da, 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 da. and he was sad, he walked away sad. But that's the, that's the reality of it all. Can I get a witness? It's not based on what you think of yourself, it's based on what you bring to the table. That, that's what they're looking at, and, and, and child of God, so the whole thing is that this thing about a calling to the church, and I, I, and I encourage the ministers, when God is ready for you to pastor, the will of God will come to you. You don't have to go to the will of God. Can I get a witness? Oh, getting quiet up in here now. In the name of Jesus. And that goes for anything else. You looking for a mate? Mm-hmm. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Because Romans 8.27 says you don't even know what to pray for. You don't know what to pray for. Well, I think this is the one that would make me happy. Keep thinking it. You be in counsel in the second week. When that demon come out, we got some demons. Oh, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What did I get into? Lord have mercy. Paul is saying, I had a conflict in Acts 16 when the Spirit of God said, no. If you can't cover the nose from the Holy Spirit, you ain't in fellowship with God. And there are times when God will say, no, this is not my will. Nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Paul, having the same conflict, what you saw in me and now I'm here to be in me. Sometimes there's conflict in my life, Bruce. I don't handle it right. Conflict. Sometimes I'm in conflict with myself. Nobody did anything to me. I'm in conflict with myself. Can't you be in conflict with yourself? When you've measured yourself and you're not where you want to be, or, you know, uh, you're, you're in conflict. We all go there. Commonality of conflict. And every day that I live and every day that I'm growing in Christ, I realize that even in my conflict, Mom, Jesus has got it. He's holding me up with the palm of his hand. Are y'all getting this? Uh, 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 that, that is, that is, that is, that is. Oh. Uh, Romans 12 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, what is your reasonable worship, and be not conformed, molded by this world system, but be ye transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind, that you may know the perfect will of God. What we ought to be praying for is the perfect will of God. 
I got to have the perfect will. I can't be in the vicinity of the will. I got to have the perfect will for me. That's where all the blessings are coming from. That's when all hell breaks out, God shows up. That's when he defends you and protects you. That's when he keeps you and guides you and directs you. You want to be in the perfect will of God. The perfect. The perfect will. You are not to seek or search for God's will. God's will will find you. You you are not to choose God's will on self-satisfaction. Now, when you go back to Genesis, don't, don't, don't turn now, but Lot and Abraham, the Bible says their herdsmen were at odds with each other. They were fighting because both of them had large flocks and they were getting into arguments. First of all, both of them gathered their large flocks from Egypt where God told them not to go. Um, yeah, Genesis 12. They went down to Egypt and came out because Pharaoh had to throw him out because God was going to kill Pharaoh. And the herdsmen are arguing. So here's what Abraham said. Abraham's a spiritual one. He said, Lot, uh, if you go that way, I'll go this way. If you go this way, I'll go that way. It didn't matter a lot. I mean to Abraham. Lot, the Bible says in Genesis, Lot lifted up his eyes and saw the, the, the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah it was watered. It was well taken care of. And Lot said, that's what I want. He made a choice for the wrong thing because he was trying to satisfy what was in him. And you know, he almost lost his daughters in Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. But the fact of the matter is, God's will is not something that's self-satisfying. God's perfect will, help me, Holy Ghost, his perfect will, we are not perfect, but his will is perfect. His perfect will is to be surrendered to and understand that God is sovereign. Wherever God wants you, whatever God wants you to do, God is the one that's going to make it happen, not you. You can't open up enough doors to make the will of God happen. Do I have a witness? And, 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 so, and so, child of God, he says, he says in verse 30, real quick, having the same conflict. I'm so glad there's a commonality of conflict. Same conflict, same conflict, same conflict, same conflict. Same conflict. Hmm. Same conflict. Hmm. Been here 31 years, most of that time. My mother sat in the back. My father sat over there. My, you know, my mother and father sat in the back. Both of them were digging digginess. I didn't have a same conflict for those that lost their parents. But when mine died, I did. Same conflict. I know what it feels like. Hmm. Same conflict. When you're struggling in your marriage, struggling in ministry, struggling with your money. Same conflict. Same exact conflict. There's a commonality that we go through. Been there, done that. And see, because we want to shut up and keep quiet and not expose what's going on, because we don't want to be transparent, nobody else benefits from your trouble. 
one of the purposes of your trouble is to help somebody else who's going through the trouble to be triumphant. That's one of the purposes. Baby, I know how you feel. Come here, I want to talk to you. Am I right? I know where you are. Come here, I want to talk to you. That, that is, we edify each other. Come on now. Because we have had a commonality of conflict. The second thing that Paul does, and I want you to see this, chapter 2 real quick, there's a commonality of comfort. If there, chapter 2, verse 1, come on, hang, hang in there. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, strong Greek verb, any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. Uh-oh. Having, here's that word, the same what? Uh-oh, he's moved from the conflict of leading to the conflict of love. And boy, don't we have some conflicts with love. My God, today, when I learn what God's love entails, I said, this ain't nowhere in the ballpark. Because the world's love is a feeling. Come on now. Oh, I can't get it out. We stay on the phone four hours. Oh, are you still there, baby? Yeah, I'm still there. Oh. That's going to fade out. You be saying you got the wrong number. <laughs> I know you're the right one. You make me feel good. I told you everything that feel warm ain't good for you. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. God's love is not a feeling. If God's love was a feeling, he would have killed us all at the cross. He saw his only begotten son strung up, smacked, spit on, and nailed to a cross. If God's love was about feelings, he would have wiped the world out. Do, do I have a witness? In fact, Jesus comes along. Jesus says, look, uh, uh, Pilate, let's get this straight. I went from honest and, and, and now I'm in front of Pilate, and, uh, and, I'm, uh, and they're going to they, they, they shift me from judgment hall to judgment hall. But let me make something stra uh, straight with you. All i got to do is say, come. And God has sent 12 legions of angels. A legion of 6,000. Six times, hey, come on, 12 times 6 is 72,000 angels, with one angel having the ability to kill 185,000 men. All i got to do is say, come. They're coming. They're coming. And, 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 and so, child of God, when you begin to look at this same comfort when there's crisis in our lives, and we're not comfortable, but we're in crisis, we got to switch the gears and be like-minded. Here's what God is saying. You're in the wrong mindset. Come on now. 
when you feel in some kind of way, when you want to throw the towel in, when you're in a victim's party, when you, when you feel sorry for yourself, you're you in the wrong mindset. That's what Satan will do to you. Satan to put you in the wrong mindset. Can I get a witness? Sitting there looking at that boob tube all day, that, that television all day, that television is a lie. Can I get a witness? Them people on television ain't happy. Check out their real lives in the National Enquirer. They all getting divorced. They ain't happy. But the projection is, you're in a marriage and you're struggling, and every time you turn the TV on, everybody's in love. A dummy, as Sanford says, don't, come on now, don't eat the poison. You're going through, it doesn't matter who you marry. Somebody better say it. About my soul meat. What's a soul meat? Sounds good, doesn't it? There's only one person for me, and I'm going to find them. Well, you done been through 500. You still ain't got it. What's soul meat? You a sinner, and they a sinner. You arrogant, they arrogant. You sinful, they sinful. You lie, they lie. Can I get a witness? You got to be like-minded to Christ. If there's any consolation, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. Man, listen, you get this. Because here's what Paul talks about. Yeah, uh, Paul here implies, yeah, love is a different way. It's a like-mindedness to our Christ. Mm. And what Paul says, Jesus divested himself. Lord have mercy. Jesus, who holds the highest rank in the universe, as Lord, eh, had no desire to cling to his prerogatives. In other words, he didn't use his rank as his points of importance. Mm. Boy, if we had been on the cross as, as, as the Lord, we'd have looked down and said, do you know who I am? I already told you, if I was on the cross and y'all was depending on me, all y'all be in hell. Because I come off that cross now. Ain't nothing happening. The like-mindedness, the like-mindedness of Christ, he, he, he had no desire to cling to his prerogatives. Instead, Hupotasso, he got up under the rank as a servant. He kenosis, he emptied out his rights as Lord, and submitted to the will of God. Jesus put away his rank in his willingness to suffer for us. Jesus put away his rank to wash the disciples' feet. 
He took off his robe and put on a towel and got a basin and began to wash their feet. And he said, what I'm doing now, you don't know, but later on you will. Well, Jesus, what lesson plan are you teaching us? Well, the higher you up, the lower you got to go. Where much is given, much is required. Can I get a witness? The most spiritual person in church has got to be willing to go flat with nothing. Uh, 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 look, look, this kenosis, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He emptied out his rights. Now, now, let me stop, pause, and part, because I don't ever want you to look at me as somebody that's preaching one thing and living another. I don't always empty out all my rights. I struggle, man. I struggle. I struggle. I struggle. I, I, I struggle. I struggle. I struggle. There's something in me that's dysfunctional. There's something in me. Lord, have mercy. That ain't right. Are y'all, are y'all with me? Something in me make you make me lay your butt out. I, I don't want it there, but it, it keeps coming up. Where, where, where does it come from? I know y'all don't struggle with this, but where, where is it? Where is it? Where, where does it come from? Where, where's all this mess coming from? Ah, ah, where's it coming from? Where's it coming from? We was witnessing, uh, this, this is way back in 70, 78, 79, uh, this guy said, we was out in front of the gallery witnessing on Saturday. We had track, 800 tracks a week, just witnessing for the Lord. And I'm new to Christ now, but I'm on fire. I'm just witnessing, weak as water, just witnessing. And this guy come up from the gallery, and he said, well, you give it out. And he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to this girl that was with us. And she said, well, Jesus love He said, I don't want to hear that. And spit. And the girl came to me, and she said, I, I don't know if I can do this. I said, what's wrong, baby? So she said, well, he just, uh, I said, he did. Who is he? She said, someone else. I said, you got a problem, man? You got a problem, man? I'm God. I said, well, stand out in front of the bus, and when the bus run you over, then I worship you. So uh, to make a long story short, and Les Johnson was with me, and this limousine pulled up, and all these women got out with these micro miniskirts, and Les took his tracks and threw them on the ground. I said, that's it. Can't, I can't do this, Doc. So we, we, we in the middle of Satan's territory. Everything's out there. Do I have a witness? Then I, then I was teaching Bible study, and I came up with this brilliant idea. I said, listen, guys, um, uh, remember, remember Zacharias, the club on 13th and Locust? Although I like y'all don't know now. Oh, y'all know. Some of y'all was in there. But anyway, I said, let's go up there on a Friday night. Let's take tracks, let's go in there and sit in there. And in there, it looked like Star Wars, everything was in there. Straight, crooked, broken, everything was in there. You didn't know what you were talking to. So we, I'm sitting on the bar, we got tracks, and, and the man is saying, man, we witnessing the people at the bar there. And, and you know, uh, and, and uh, it, it was a bit much. You had to be prayed up. You had to be prayed up, Bruce. 
Somebody might wave, wiggle their tongue at you or something. You had to be prayed up. It was tight up in there. It wasn't church. To y'all sport, it wasn't church. It wasn't nobody talking about praise the Lord. We were on the battleground for the Lord. It got hot up in there. Do I have a witness? And what I worried about was folk following me in there, going in there with traps in the Bible, and then after they get in there, I, I was a little worried about that. I was, I was worried who I was going to leave in there. This is a true story. And you're giving a track out saying, baby, Jesus loves you. Oh, really? And I love you too. What's your name, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. You know what I learned? Here's what I learned. I learned that if you are not, if your mind is not glued to him, you will not be in perfect peace. Satan will blow you out of the water. Your mind has got to be on Christ and him crucified. Mm. Commonality of conflict. Common, commonality of comfort. Lord, be my comfort. Be my strength. Lord, help me out. Uh, you in the wrong mindset, boy. Humble yourself. Get lower. Stop making yourself part of the equation. Get it out of the way and see it for what it is. That we are in a spiritual warfare. Satan's going to throw everything he can, when he can, what he can at you. Can I get a witness? And, and that's why, and that's why, and I'm, I'm coming, we're almost finished. And that's why I like that scene in The Wizard of Oz. Love it. I've been watching The Wizard of Oz. It's it been coming on since 30, 1935. I used to watch it every October. We sit there and watch it all night. Listen to me. The scene in The Wizard of Oz when uh, the wicked witch of the West, one, one was under the house. Her sister was worse than she was. And she said, who killed my sister? Remember her? She was a mean, she was a mean somebody. She looked like a church member. She, she was a mean, she was a mean somebody. Who killed my sister? And then there was the good witch from the north. Remember her? Yeah. And she said to Dorothy, go get the shoes. They must be something special because she wants them. And she turned around and she said, you stay out of this, Glendora, for I deal with you. And she, and Glendora said, be gone. You have no power here. Right. Remember that? Right. And every time Satan comes at you, in the name of Jesus, you can say, be gone. You have no power here. Can I get a witness? For we find you under a house because greater is he that's in us that he that's in the world. You got power at your exposure. All you got to do is keep saying Jesus. I dare you to call that name. I dare you to say Jesus. I dare you to say Jesus. I double dare you to say Jesus. There's power in that name. There's power. 
demons tremble, blind men see, lame men walk. There's power in that name. But you got to believe when you say it that you really believe it. You can't just be quoting something you don't believe. Jesus, I believe that I'm coming out of this thing. Jesus, I believe <laughs> that I'm going to walk in victory. Jesus, I believe you're going to save my loved ones. Jesus, I believe no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Jesus, I believe you got all power in your hands. See ya! See ya! He's worthy. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy. But finally, in verse 18 of chapter 2, we see a same cause. Uh, we had the same conflict, a same comfort. But now, in verse 18, for the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Well, the same cause is not conflict or comfort. It is sacrificial service. Can I get a witness? When you are serving the Lord sacrificially, when you are giving everything you have, when you are blessing the name of Jesus, can I get a witness? You are in the cause of why God left you here. You're in. Yes, you are. Uh, same cause. Same cause. I went to pick up my wife in the airport. She was with my daughter. I came off the bridge from the airport. I got to 26 in Penrose, and I told my wife, this is the place. When I was 16 years old, we come down 26 in Penrose. The back of the Navy Yard is here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We come down that highway doing 85 miles an hour. Packed car, no seatbelts. Hmm. No car insurance. Hot sticker. No license. We doing 85. And one of my boys told the guy that was driving named Sonny, he said, Sonny, you better slow up. He said, I got it. And we slammed on brakes and hit the car in front of us at 85 miles an hour. We all got out of the car laughing. And yesterday, the Lord gave me a rerun and said, boy, do you know I was good to you before you got saved? You know I was good for you before you started praying. You know I snatched you long time ago, had a hedge around you, angels guarding you, grace and mercy at your feet. And the least you can do is praise my name. I'm coming in. See, what y'all don't understand, because you don't understand the historicity of the Bible, that Psalm 34 is a rerun. 
David is sitting on the throne in his old age. No more Joab. No more Absalom. There's peace in the kingdom. Can I get a witness? And David is sitting there on the throne and he's in the reflective mood. Can I get a witness? And David starts thinking back when God got him out of trouble. In 1 Chronicles 21, when he was running from the king and ran, when he was running from Saul and ran smack dab into the Philistines. And the Philistines had David surrounded and Achish, the king of the Philistines, said, is this not David that killed our champion Goliath? And the Bible says that David got scared. He was a young man in his 20s. And David starts scratching himself. Spittle fell out of his mouth. He starts shaking his head. And Achish said, he's a madman. Let him go. Can I get a witness? But David is in the reflective mode. Psalm 34. And David is sitting on the throne now. And David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Then he called for the whole palace. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Why, David? I sought the Lord. He heard my cry and he delivered me from all my fears. Can I get a witness? Every once in a while, you ought to get in the reflective mode and stop feeling sorry for yourself and pull back up a rerun when God snatched you out of trouble. Pull up a rerun when God blessed you. Pull up a rerun when God stopped you from dying. I will bless the Lord at all. The Lord is great. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy. And his mercy. And his mercy. Endureth through all generations. Uh, a commonality of conflict, a commonality of comfort, uh, a commonality of sacrificial service. The Lord is good. You don't need to search for the will of God. The will of God will find you. You just need to be in a position 
that when the will of God comes, God can bless you with it. Can I get a witness? Let's stay on our feet this morning. Praise his name. Praise his name. Praise his name. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you need to be saved, just raise your hand. You want to give Jesus your life. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Don't leave here unsaved. You're going to hell. You need to be saved. Or perhaps you want to join the church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. I'm awake. I'm awake. Come on up. Come on up. Bless his name. Oh, she's walking fast too, boy. You're trying to get to heaven fast, huh? Hey. Is there another? Come on out of your seat. Come on. Come on. We're not perfect, but we are forgiven. Come on. Is there another? Balcony. Come on down. Come on down. Is there another? That's why the songwriter said, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Most of us here on borrowed time, we should have been dead a long time ago. But God, who's rich in mercy, is there another? You need, how many of y'all don't have a church home? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you don't have a church home. Be honest. You don't have a church home. I invite you to come and join St. Matthews. You will learn how to live this abundant life. Is there another? Is there another? All right. God bless you. Hey, darling. Go to minister. Church, say amen. Church, say amen. Roy Walker, come on down here. Praise Jesus. Roy's our director of outreach. Give him instructions, man. Get the mic. Give him instructions. By Saturday. Thank you, man. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just letting you know that, that, that we have a Wildwood event this coming Saturday, and we're asking everybody to come out so that we can hit this boardwalk for Jesus. There are people dying. There are people lost. And we got the word. We got the teaching from our pastor. So we ask you to come to St. Matthew's. Be here at 7 o'clock. The bus is loading at 7 o'clock. We leave 7.30. And if you want to help out, see me this afternoon. I mean, when service over, see me. And we can put you to work for Jesus. Amen? Amen. 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 Didn't he preach? Didn't he preach? Church, amen. Thank you, Reverend Walker. The Lord is good. I want you to remember there's a commonality, a conflict. Everything you're going through, I'm going through. Everything I'm going through, you're going through. Let's pray for one another. Let's be steadfast and unmovable. God refuses to come up short. I will answer before you call. When you understand what that means, before the difficulty, I already gave you deliverance. That'll blow you away. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your word. Thank you for the soul. We pray that in this commonality of conflict that we will seek your face but not search for your will. Let your will come to us. Make it plain that we may follow it. And God, glorify yourself as we leave this place but not your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you leave, hold it.
Two things I need all of you to do. One, I need everybody to tithe because the summer months get, get real tithe. The Lord will bless you. Amen. Amen. And don't just tithe in the summer. Tithe in the winter too. Tithe. Se secondly, I want you to serve in some part of the church. Amen. We love you. How many of y'all can sing? Can you sing? Can you sing? Can you, if you can sing, put your hand up. All right. I got a couple of hands back there. They probably can't sing, but they got the hand up. Praise the Lord. All right, you are dismissed. We love you. See you Wednesday. God bless you. All right, Doc.